Heard at Sports Radio every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. On Thursday's show, we'll have staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman. We'll talk the odds with our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. Catch it up with senior writer for Huskers 24-7, Michael Brunts, and Nebraska women's basketball head coach, Amy Williams. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports. Heard at Sports Radio with Ravi Lula and Damon Benning. I'm your host, Anna Bellinghausen, along with the Johnny, the Jet Rogers. Hey. Not a crop plane. You're yeah. still the Jet. Uh, no, yeah, not a, what do you say, a helicopter? Helicopter. He a helicopter. 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 Crop plane. <laughs> and, of course, touchdown Tommy <laughs> Frazier as well. Guys, we are proudly sponsored by Cornhead Lager, the perfect beer to enjoy while watching your favorite game. And every single purchase helps support NIL throughout the 1890 initiative. Pretty sweet deal with NIL and helping those student athletes. I want us to just talk about that. I know you wish you had NIL. Yeah, My yeah. biggest question is how much would you guys have made, but maybe maybe we shouldn't talk who, who, on that. Who knows? You know, the, the cost of a dollar is a lot different than, That's when, true. <laughs> than it is now. I have, you, you got something, didn't you? Didn't, they, didn't you have something? I wish I, I would have. <laughs> I wish I would have. <laughs> I'm not telling you. Yeah. I yeah. wish I would have. That's a NCAA violation oh, back in those days. Johnny, you got something. You, you, got some, you got something. I know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell us. Zip I it shut. I know nothing. <laughs> Only thing I know, Anna, is that for the first time in weeks, let me stand up a little bit because my booty's been so tight. Oh, no. About it. Yeah, it's finally loosening up. We're getting close to that ball oh, game. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so my booty's listening One up, more yeah. game, you know Johnny. tight booty? Oh, oh. my God. <laughs> he was worried. He was worried at the beginning of the year. I don't know. If we, I don't see it. I don't see it. I said, Johnny, we got plenty of games. We'll, we'll be fine. I'm just telling you, we have to have it, Especially, especially after we start 0-2. He, he <laughs> Johnny, real tight. He's like, I don't see it. I said, Johnny, we got uh, plenty of games. He was ready game. to go hire Deion Sanders I, after yeah. game two. I tell you that we are not there yet. But not I there like, yet, but I like the odds. I like the odds, too. I'm going for the odds, but anything can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I like the odds, like though. Fumble on the, on the kickoff. <laughs> yeah, can't start games yeah, that way. Right. Well, guys, today we'll preview Nebraska at Michigan State. Nebraska opening up as three-point favorites on the road, which says uh-huh. something for sure. So if you say that game's at home, it's probably a six-point, seven-point favorite, but being on the road and, and facing right. that. Uh, Tommy, just starting with you, what's your overall impression of that line? Well, I, I don't think – I don't I don't like the line. I think there should be more because I've watched Michigan State play several times this year, and they're, they're you know, going through the coaching changes, and that, that had a direct effect on, on the team. You know, I, I don't think they're really playing – up to the level, but for some reason, teams always find their way to come to when come, when they come to Nebraska well, play their best. Yeah, I'm yeah. It, it, I don't know. Even when Nebraska's down, when they're not winning a lot of games, teams still play their best games against Nebraska. So, so I, I think the, the, the odds makers know because that's why they gave them a three point favorite on the mm-hmm. road. Now, if it was a home, I think it'd probably be a 10, 11 point. Sure. Well, I think because it is on the road, right. it makes a difference. It makes a big difference because it's senior day. You mm-hmm. know? Had the players to come to play. It makes a big difference because they got good players. They got some good good, good players. They're all good, good offense, good running backs and stuff. They can really do it, but they just have never, ever been able to be as lucky as we've been. See? We we they had more going for them than we did. Well, yeah, but and I, we had we had players fall out. They still got players that are there to play. Yeah, I, they just haven't been able to pull it together. Yeah, I, 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 I get some people say lucky. No, they win the game. They were supposed to win the game. Luck is part of anything you do. Luck is part of life. Oh, you know, so so no, no, the good no, thing no. is the good thing. Luck we the is falling on our side right now. So so 
I want to be lucky for the rest of the season if you if if don't help us win. Well, I like to plan it out and then work your plan. The first step in your plan is to not divert from that plan. Uh, we can't really depend on luck, but you can depend on your ability if you got it and your players to play up to their, their ability. Uh, but, but we've been lucky. You don't think we've been lucky? No, oh, we've been lucky. I mean, by, we, by, all the injuries, we had no idea that we'd have these players playing at, the, at this part of the season. They didn't start off playing. They, we got more freshmen playing than we got regular. But, but maybe that was part of the plan, though. You oh, know, God's plan. No, no, no. Oh, 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 God's plan. And maybe Matt Rule's plan. Or the plan. devil's plan. You know, Somebody, maybe, you know, maybe somebody's Matt, being funny. You know, look at it. Maybe, maybe, maybe Matt was like, you know, let's play these older guys since they've been here long, but they don't. Let's get these young guys in here. And, and it just so happened that some of the well, oldest guys got hurt and the younger guys stepped up. And, and I'm enjoying it. The, the, the future's bright. These guys just continue to grow the way they're growing. You know, it's gonna, Nebraska's going to be good for, for some years. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's been impressive that the younger guys have stepped up. You know, a lot of times they, they, they get sat down. They don't get an opportunity. Right. So they got, we got better players sometimes sitting on the bench than we do in the game. Mm-hmm. And some of these guys have stepped up and showed that they could have played. They could have been in the game in the beginning of the season. Right. You know, instead of, so now they get an opportunity. Yeah. And they're not letting the team down. And that, that's what I kind of really like about Matt now is that he seems to be a coach's a player's coach. Coach, coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, uh, he's really got the Warriors, his Matt's Warriors are starting to really come out, and they're in for the fight. And it's, it's working for them. They, He's got them believing, you know, that they can really do this, and they, they're making it happen, whether it's luck or they're making luck. Right. You know, they're making their luck turn out. And so it's very encouraging that he can motivate them to that degree mm-hmm. on that level. And that it's really encouraging that they're freshmen coming up. So we got three, four years right. that we can really grow into this. And because of that, other guys will be encouraged to come to University of Nebraska, too, when the recruiting uh, comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, NIL money starts. They're going to get more money. Yeah, and, what, <laughs> and what I like about this team is that even with all the adversity, they're still finding a way to win. You know, they're not letting all the turnovers and stuff get them down to where they, they can't go out and perform. So, and that, and that says a lot about these players. That says a lot about the staff. That no matter what, it's not always going to be good out there. Well, what do you do when something bad happens? How do you respond? And they're responding the right way so far. Well, like I said, I, I hope they stop it. <laughs> well, we all hope they, they stop. We, yeah, they stop we, we, we all hope they stop. Yeah, it gets but, less and but, less and less. But, I mean, I was shocked that we had a fumble on the first play. Right. We can't do that and win. We, we, we've, done this, we've done that yeah. several times. We fumbled on the first drive, threw an interception or something like that. But, but they, can't but, win that but, way. But it's, but it's consistently. How, but it's how no, no, but it's how the defense responded. You know, they pushed them back. Where they basically had to punt the football, Nebraska got the ball back. So, I mean, you know, four turnovers, five turnovers, and you still win the game by, by mm-hmm. 17 points. That, well, I mean, that says a lot there. Well, we're playing a bad team. Well, they made a lot of mistakes, too. <laughs> yeah, well, they made saying. a lot of mistakes, too. Who's going to make the most mistakes? And that's who capitalizes on the other team's mistakes mm-hmm. is, what, is, what you, is what I looked at. Well, you know, that's, a, that's almost hilarious. So, that's not the way I've known football games to be. It's whoever makes the least amount of errors make, wins, generally wins the game. And you can go, like, in the game of the century, I remember we had one offside penalty in the whole game. Right. Between two teams. That's one darn penalty in the whole guard game. But what, what, would you say, but what you're saying, that though, but, but Purdue had less turnovers in Nebraska. No, I didn't say Purdue. I said, no, 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 I'm saying, but you, when I say um, Nebraska capitalized on the opportunities they had, well, if Purdue would have capitalized on the mistakes that Nebraska made, it would have been a blowout. You know, so I, so I just think that, you know, of course you want fewer, turn, fewer mistakes, fewer, less turnovers, but if, you, but if you take advantage of the one, you do get a turnover, you capitalize on that, then you have a better chance of winning when you, instead of 
well, not capitalize them. Well, you, the reason why you capitalize is because you have a bad team. Otherwise, you can't come back. I'm you, not make gonna, a, you make a mistake, uh, you get crushed. I'm not gonna say yeah. Purdue was that much was that much worse than Nebraska. I thought was, I thought going into the game they were evenly matched. I, I honestly did. We even talked about mm-hmm. that we we didn't we thought that what the 11 points was too much. How many games did Purdue Purdue won? They, they won two. Yeah, they won two. They won two. Well, okay. How many we won? We won five. They're not that good. But, yeah. but, but, my but, point. But, 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 but look, but look who they okay, Look who they also played against, though. You got to also look at the teams that they played against as well, too. So I, I just look at in, in 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 this conference, it's all about how teams match up with each other because it's no different than, than we, we we lost to Minnesota earlier, but then Northwestern goes by and beats Minnesota. You know, so so it's all about how teams match up with each other, and then and, and how, quite frankly, how players well, are feeling on that day. Mm-hmm. I would like it or not, Tom. I just think the West is weak. The West is. Just <laughs> I think weak. everyone would agree well, with well, you on yeah. that. Of course, the West is weak. Yeah. Yeah. The West is weak. Of course, the West is weak. That's what that's what it is. Period. Is weak. And we, and we, I remember the days back in you know 20, so 20, 10, 15 years ago. They were tough. Yeah, yeah. And competition. I mean, and we talked about they the West being weak, out. and why is the West weak? If you look at all the coaches, new coaches in, in, the, in the, on the West side itself. That explains why it's weak because you, you don't see as many coaching changes on the east side of the bracket. Well, we got conference. we got a coaching change and we seem to be doing well. Okay, probably the best out of the first year <laughs> well, head coaches. Well, well, I think Wisconsin's doing yeah. well. Yeah, Wisconsin's well, doing well. Wisconsin's probably the team yet to beat. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah North, that's probably the toughest. I would think. I don't, don't know. Northwestern's doing well. You know, yeah, but I mean, based the off team, the turmoil the that they team, went in and getting a late start. The teams with the that we have yet to play. Is yeah, yeah, that. Wisconsin will be tough because it's on the road. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And we never won in Wisconsin. Oh, we never won in no, Wisconsin. No, since we've been in the conference, we haven't won up there. Well, that's that's tough. And we we Iowa's pretty tough. Yeah, but Iowa lost their offensive coordinator, so you don't know how they're going to respond. He, he already know he's going to be. He's they've out only lost. Yeah, he's out days. after the bowl game. Yeah, but he's out the bowl game, so you don't know how they're going to respond to that. You don't know if he's going to pack it in because he's like, I'm I don't have a job anyway, so why should I give you my all now? But you know, I just think that right now Nebraska, the way their schedule sets up, they can they can win the West if they win them all. Oh yeah, they can. We can go to a big bowl game. Yeah, we go to Big Ten yeah, championship. We, we, yeah. yeah, we go. To, can you imagine going to the Big Ten championship game? No, <laughs> I can't either. Blow it out. We get blown no, out. No, no, not be pretty. Hey, 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 baby, we need baby steps. You talking about? Let's miss out I, on that I one. I tell you, sure. God's got a sense of humor. Yeah. Anything. Can hey, happen. hey, but because if we do go to it, then the expectation is like, oh, it's gonna be too high. I'm like, wait a minute, this is the first year. Come on, it ain't gonna be this yeah, easy next year. Yeah, if we go there, we're gonna get yeah. it's like Michigan. What if we play Michigan? Yeah, we go Ohio State or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, Michigan State this week, of course, and this has kind of been a little bit of a weird rivalry with Mi- Michigan State because the last four meetings have been determined by a total of 12 points. So mm-hmm. these games are always super close. Usually the rankings doesn't matter. I mean, I think, what, in 21, Michigan State was ranked in the top 20, and Nebraska still took them to overtime. So right, right. it's just kind of this little rivalry. Are there teams that are just like that for certain opponents or – What's the history there? Why I, I why just, always close? Because I just think that certain teams get up for certain schools. And, yeah. and Nebraska mm-hmm. is one of those teams that when when they go on the road, teams coming here, they are going to get the best from everybody they play. Even though they're even though the last the history has shown Nebraska have been well been a very good football team. Teams still want to beat Nebraska no matter what, and so so they usually put together their best performance against Nebraska. Yeah, because we've had a good program. Like when Nebraska and Oklahoma, whenever they played, mm-hmm. it was going to be a good game, yeah. no matter who was. You know, listen, we're, everybody's coming to play. For some reason, they just have that's the ones that's, 
you have a rivalry, rivalry against and you come up. And that's the kind of thing that's kind of makes me concerned now is because we playing away mm-hmm. it's the senior day right now uh and they're going to be up for the game and they're always have been close so technically because of that we're at a disadvantage so we're going to, have to create some advantages for ourselves right, right. and i just think they need to go out there and and, and play and don't worry about anything else but, but, but playing their style of football because mm-hmm. you, you go michigan state they, they, they probably do a side kick or do a trick play that score early in the game but that's that's okay because they you gotta expect that kind of stuff. Because Michigan State has nothing to lose, and everything to go well. Everything to gain, nothing to lose right now. Yeah, on a six game losing streak yeah, up there in Lansing. Streak, so, so. so so then mm-hmm. so right now they're gonna come out and do some things that Nebraska hadn't seen. Try to throw some trick plays in the go. What do they have to lose? Mm-hmm. Well, another, fo- another, fo- another, fo- be, another football uh, game. <laughs> And the six-game losing streak can motivate you to try to give a little bit more than you've been right. given. But, you know? I, but I think a lot of these players have – me personally, I think a lot of these players have checked out because of just re- reading some of the stuff and, and, and just knowing some of the coaches up there. You got guys who decided to leave already during the season going on. Like some, of the, some of the team leaders have decided mm. to go in the transfer portal. So I think there's just a lot of dissension up there right now. I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of not knowing what's going on. And you would think that – the administration up there would have probably had some idea what direction they want to go, but there's, they don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even the border regions are, are up there getting into a fight over one one trying to intimidate the other one. So Michigan State right now is in trouble as a whole. Mm. Interesting. Well, I so, hope they stay in trouble one more game. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Keep it all over there for sure. Uh, how does Nebraska then carry their momentum? So three game winning streak, first since 2016. How do you find that momentum to bring into Lansing with you? Like you have all like you've done the last three weeks. Just mm-hmm. focus on what you do, and and try to minimize the mistakes you make. And you, Michigan State not can't control what Nebraska does. I don't think Nebraska control their own own way they play. And if they don't go out there and play the way they know how to play and the way they've been playing, especially defensively, offense is going to struggle a little bit because they, there's still a lot of questions about the offensive line. We all know that. But if defense go out and play like they've been playing, you know they, they're going their defense probably win this game by themselves. Well, I think that Matt's got Matt's. Style is we're gonna those who are doing well we're gonna give them the credit and those that are not doing well I'm the problem you know so when he takes that responsibility that he's the problem mm-hmm. it motivates those others to be on the other side of taking responsibility more responsibility mm-hmm. because I just didn't get put down so he has a way of, of, of pulling them up and motivating them that that younger people really appreciate. Uh, uh, Pros want to know about their salary. Yeah. <laughs> where, where, where's, right. the, where's the money? You know, that type of, that type and, of deal. And to John is for, I guarantee he's probably telling each individual what they did in, in practice or individual meeting, hey, you need to get better, you, did, you didn't do this. But when it comes to the media, it's always, hey, I mean, we need to do a better job as coaches preparing and we need to do a better job and put the players in the right, right situation to make, make the plays. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. would never throw a player out and say, well, he just didn't do this or he just didn't do that or he just didn't do that. It was all about we need to do a better job. And, that's, and players like playing for guys mm-hmm. like that. You know, like, I, I really am, you know, a fan of, of, of Dion, what he's done. But it's seemingly that rule style of what he's done has turned out to be best because we're, we're farther ahead than right. they are. So he's, he's turned right. out. He right. would not have said that. No, he would have said that for a couple weeks. No, I did. I still am a fan. John, yeah, well, I'm a fan. Come on, John. Come on over, Johnny. Come but, on. Well, they have a little tougher schedule, too, though. They, they do have a tougher schedule. They have a tougher schedule sure. than, we, and, than we do. And, so. and, and, I, and I believe that Colorado had more, it was, it was more of an uphill battle than Nebraska. Right. That's you know, what so, I'm saying. You know, so that's why and I'm And they I'm still can get to the bowl game. And they still can get to the bowl but game. But we're at the bowl yeah, game. But, yeah, we, it's, in, it's in our hands right now. I just think Deion is going to be tough with their schedule. The last four games. With their schedule, yeah. The last four games. Tough, but but just to him winning four games this year, 
says a lot. I that mean, they won one game last year. Yeah, they won one game last year or two yeah. the year before that. Yeah. So, that so that's saying a lot for him winning four games. Well, it's, that's what I'm saying. I give him credit, but I'm giving rural credit for where we are right, right now, mm -hmm. too, because we're at a position where we could go to a big bowl. Yeah, we, we, we could win it all from here if the motivational levels continue to grow on the level they've been going, mm -hmm. that we're definitely going in the right direction. Really, we really are in control of our own destiny, and every we nobody is out there where we can't beat. Right, right. You know, we, and vice versa too, though. You always have to remember and that. And they can beat us oh, too. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying. We can yeah. lose this one. See, this is our easiest one right here. We got to get past this one, uh, and this one is going to be a little bit tough to get by. But right. if we can get past this one, uh, we can figure out how to get past the next one. Do you worry that guys are going to come in overly confident off a oh, three-game win streak? No, no, no. Why would they? No. You know, you know, you, you, these guys are these guys are used to winning from their high school program, so you mm -hmm. don't get overconfident. You just you just build off the things that you do well to keep mm -hmm. to keep it going. You know, Nebraska's not in a position for anybody on that on that team to be overconfident because they no. won three games. Yeah. You know, so they they still got to look at it they would. We're still fighting for our lives here, and so we still got to do what we do what we've done all for the last six weeks. We're struggling. Yeah. We're struggling, but they are at the point where they want to see how good they can be. Yeah. They want to see just how much they can accomplish as a, as a team, and they've outdone themselves already. Mm -hmm. So now, whatever they can get from here on going uh, is just a blessing because they didn't really figure they'd get this far. You don't want to get into a mindset of, oh, hey, this team can make so many mistakes and still find a way to win, right? No, 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 of course no, no. you don't. But it's, but, it, but it's happening, though. And, and, and so you, you can live by it now, but you can't get into the habit of saying, oh, we can, we can turn the ball four times and still win. Mm -hmm. Because you, if you t I guarantee they turn the ball four times this week, they're going to lose a game. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So you have to be getting better. Right. You, gotta you have to be seeing how much better can we get. We can't mm -hmm. play off our, our luck deal. You know, we're going to be able to overcome these adversities all the time. Yep. We got to create opportunities. And if we're getting better, that's the, the, what we do. We make less mistakes. You know, we got we tell each other we got to make less mistakes because the competition is getting uh, getting better, and the the, the goals and the, and the rewards are getting higher. Right. So we got to do better. Every single one of us mm -hmm. have to do a little bit better than we've done before. No matter how good we think we are, we we're not there yet. And and, and the key is if they win this game, then a lot of pressure goes off them because because even the, coming in the season, Coach Rule said we need to go to a bowl game. Well, if you win this game, you're in a bowl game now. Now you, you now you like that that pressure's off you right there because mm -hmm. you're in a bowl game. Now you can just go out and start. Hey, now let's see, let's see how far we can go with this now. Oh yeah, right. that's where the real pressure comes. Yeah. So now now let's see how good we can be. Right. We can we can be we can win out yeah. from here. Coach Rule said in his pre press conference that some fan yelled at him like one more, one more, and Coach Rule responded and said, "You just want one more? Yeah. Like, <laughs> why not? Just no. win them all. Win them all. <laughs> win them all. <laughs> you got opportunity to win them all. Win them all. <laughs> well, one phase of the Nebraska offense, defense, special teams between those three. I think the defense obviously has to feel the most confident. So from the Husker game notes, this this nugget of information is pretty unique. So Nebraska's defense allowed just two touchdowns in the month of October. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive for a defense. And even Matt Rule said, we're a defensive football team. Mm -hmm. We want all, we want offense to come along to do anything to put us our defense in a bad situation. But they, but this this team is a defensive football team and it's built that way. Now, do you, do you want the offense to start holding carrying their load? Yes. You, you want that. You want all three phases of the game to carry that load, Coach. Just imagine if the offense was playing as well as the defense right Man, now. Man, yeah, that would be a really good team. It would be a really good football team. But but coming in your first year, 
it's very rare you're going to see both sides of the ball yeah. at the same level. So now they see what they have on offense. Now they can recruit better players on offense. Not saying they don't have good players now, but you got you always got to get better. I don't care who you have. You always got to get better. And defense, just fill in the pieces and get better on defense. Well, we, 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 always, we had a pretty good offense going with Taggy, Billy O's, at fullback, you know, and, you know, I remember Guy Ingles was playing, but we were never the, 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 the key to our success was always defense. Mm-hmm. We had a very solid defense. Mm-hmm. Defense really carried us all the way. We scored the points, but if, when you can keep people from scoring as many as you score, <laughs> that's really right. the key because everybody can score the points, but how many can you hold them down to? And I, I think our key right now, along with our schedule, being the type of caliber of players that we're playing, mm-hmm. they can handle them. Mm-hmm. They can handle them. At the beginning of the season, if I would have asked you who would stand out more, the offense or the defense, would you have guessed defense? I would have. Really? I would have. I would have said offense. And, and here's the reason why, because defense didn't play bad last year. You know, defense played well last year, and so that's why. And, all, and then we're looking at offense when you, you're like, okay, you're bringing a whole new offensive staff, but you have your defense played well last year. Mm-hmm. Offense just didn't play up to their capabilities last year. So that's why Nebraska was where they were because offense didn't step up. You know, you, don't, you didn't know who your quarterback was going to be. You, same issues we have Nebraska have now with the offensive line. They have the same issues that's now. That's my deal. Yeah, yeah that was probably the, the biggest question. Wide yeah. receiver yeah. guys who make a play last year. They, well, you had Trey Palmer. They, they, they make plays. When you take him out the system, you didn't have other too many other guys that can actually make, make plays. So offense will still have a lot of questions for mm-hmm. me coming into this year. What, 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 our offensive line was always yeah. a question. And if it's always in my mind, what's up front that counts? And with those guys being in question – you know, it was always that the defense going to have to pick up the slack. Would you rather have a solid offensive line or a really good defense? Really good defense. Really, really, really good defense. <laughs> yeah. Really good defense. Really good defense. Because you, you, you can protect, you can kind of hide your offensive play with, with skilled players or, or the different designs of how, you, how you, you, you run things. But defense, if you can, like John said, if you can stop people from moving the ball and scoring, mm-hmm. yeah. you give your offense a chance. We can score 50 points, but they can score 55. Right. <laughs> if they can score 55. stop them one more time. <laughs> because you, as you, as you, you got to have a defense Nebraska, stop them. As you saw, Nebraska has the opportunity to make the big plays, have throwing the, ball, throwing the deep balls. But if they can do that three or four times a game, right. big plays, that's all they really need with the defense, with the defense is playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to talk about the quarterback situation a little bit with Heinrich Harburg. I mean, I think we just got a solidification that he will be the starting quarterback. You saw Sims go in there and unfortunately have that fumble, fumble return for a mm-hmm. touchdown. So... We talked about it in the other show, just heartbreaking to see that. Obviously not a way of a season you want a guy to go that came in here to Nebraska and transferred to be that QB1 spot. But right. going forward, would you be surprised if they put Sims in ever? No, I think, I think they're going to find a place for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's too, he's too talented, too athletic not to, be, not to find a place for him on the football field. Now, how much would he play at the quarterback position? Who knows, but you can put him in the slot. You can put him back there where you got both guys being running backs back there. Well, you got both in the backfield. Now you're really confusing team. But he's just too talented not to be on the field somewhere helping his team. Yeah, I think they need to find a place for him. He can play wide receiver. He could, he, a lot of different things he could do, but he's too good of an athlete to be on the sideline coming down the pike, down and down the road here, because mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's a weapon. He's definitely a weapon. He's a good athlete. He's just not – you can't trust him with the ball with at the quarterback. Ball, with the ball at quarterback. Yeah, yeah. quarterback. But someone he, he I bet he can catch it and tuck it, you know. But we got to try – we have to try different things in order to find a fit for him. Could you see them actually doing that, saying, hey, move over to the slot position? 
they've done it before. Well, not this staff, but the Browns have done it before. Look mm-hmm. what they did with McCaffrey. You know, he came as a quarterback. He said, oh, we want you to play an H back position. Mm-hmm. You know, so you start you start to see a lot of teams do that when you, you, you back up as athletic, but not grasping it. But you need him on the field. So let's find, let's find a package for him. And get in the, well, a package of five or six plays to get him sure. in the game. Mm-hmm. Chubba Purdy, a name that we haven't heard too much throughout this season. Is this a guy that you feel comfortable backing up, Heinrich? I need to see more. I, I, I think he's very talented. I, but just based off what I saw last year, no. Yeah. Now, now the growth that he's had between last year and now, yeah, I haven't seen enough of it. Only, but the only, only ones that know that is the coaches, and they're the ones that are with him every day every, in practice. But I need to see more from him. But the way the coaches are talking about where they have three guys that they, they, um, they can put out there and help win a football game. So yeah. I, I got to trust what they say because they say him every day. Well, I feel very confident if, uh, if, if something happens that he can step in. I think he's waiting for that opportunity to step in, and I think he should get that opportunity as well. But I would like to see him come into quarterback uh, mm-hmm. more than the uh, other one to go. And he needs to go to running back, wide receiver, someplace like that. I mean, I think it says something that Chuba even stayed with this program, right? Because he knew Jeff Sims was coming in to potentially be the QB1, and he probably mm-hmm. knew that it was going to be a battle. So for him to stay at Nebraska, there has to be some reason, right? And maybe that's a different position, no. like you mentioned, Johnny. But I, like, I think the only reason I think was that he's not afraid of competition. That's, know, a, good, that's a good reason. That's, that's what I look at. Guys who stayed here when they bring in, they know you bring in other guys, mm-hmm. means that you, hey, you want the competition because it's only going to make you better if those guys are that better, much better than you. You know, guys who leave because they bring somebody in here, that means you're afraid of competition. There's a reason why they're bringing guys in because if, if you were as good as they were, you, you think you are, then you would have won more games than you the previous years. Unless you feel that you're being treated unfairly. Mm-hmm. When you figure that you're better than the next guy, but you're not getting an opportunity, uh, then you get in the portal. But these guys realize that they're, they're right where they're supposed to be. Yeah. Right where they deserve to be. At and maybe he, point, he, he point probably have a place to go anyway. He probably looked at it and, like, he probably, no, well, I don't have a place, so I might well stay. Right, so I'm in a battle for the QB's yeah. position no matter what. That makes sense. All right, so Heinrich Harburg, we've seen flashes of his potential. What do you think his ceiling is this year? Ooh, ceiling? Well, yeah, what's his potential I don't, this year? I don't, think he, I don't think he really has a ceiling. I think he can be as good as he want to be, but he can be as, as bad as he want to be. I think for them, they got to control that ceiling about how much they give him, how much they offer him, because you know, he's still young. And, he, and, and he's, he's shown that, that he, he can do more, but – Doing more is, is that helping the whole offense? Right. That was, that was my statement. I yeah. was ready to bring. Yeah, you got to do what, what yeah. helps the whole offense. Yeah, you have to help the whole offense. The whole, whole. he's got to motivate the team. And like you said, the defense is set. If if he can come through with offensive successes, then that's going to motivate the whole team. And that's what his particular job is. He needs to be a leader mm-hmm. of all the whole team. He's came up from the behind to come ahead and got great. Right. He needs to show them this is what we can all do. Yeah. And we, we have to be this way in order to go to the next level. And one at a time, let's just go pick them off. You know, <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> I want to ask. Sorry, that made me laugh. Um, I want to ask also about just things that you can control as a young quarterback because obviously you can't control drop passes, you can't control who gets hurt in offense. But as a young quarterback, what are those things that you truly can control in the huddle? Your attitude, the way you lead, you control that. You, you know, you can't control if an offensive lineman misses a block. You can control the running back 
drop some and fumble the ball, but you can't control how you lead, uh, encouraging guys. Even when you're doing something wrong, hey, that was taking taking the blunt to fall from you do something wrong. So, mm-hmm. so right now he needs to show the show the offense that hey, I'm I am the leader of this, of this offense, and uh, maybe I'm the leader of the team because usually the team looks at the quarterback to, to get him get him get him going. So I think his leadership right now is more important than anything else. Leadership on and off the field. See, they need to spend a lot of time after practice with some of the guys, you know, as far as throwing passes is concerned. Um, after practice, in more meetings are concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, after practice, in better conditioning is concerned. There's a lot of different areas that he needs to be working on with other people to show them that they, what it takes to really go to the next level. Do you think the players trust Heinrich? At QB? Well, I think they well, did because they, 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 they're winning. winning. <laughs> <laughs> they're winning. You got a guy who's winning football games. You got, you, you, I'm, I'm going to trust him. That's right. You He's know, their leader. He's their leader. Got to bring up the questions. I mean, I'm, I'm just the one picking your guys' brains here, guys. Don't, don't come at me. Oh, we're going to come at you. Hey. You, you. You are Molly. You are Molly. We're going to come at you. <laughs> um, also want to just touch on the running back room as well, Emmett Johnson having to step up in mm-hmm. that role for Anthony Grant. What have you liked from him so far? We've seen flashes of potential too. Well, it's, it's, it's hard to say what I see of him because it's not been a consistent running game. Right. You know, running backs only go when the offensive line go. And, and, and I keep telling people all the time, I mean, the, the, the whole running back room, we got players back there, but if you can't, if they, you can't run the football because the offensive line is not blocking properly, it doesn't matter who you have back there. When you're not getting 100 yards in carries, it's not you, it's your line. You know, when, when you can get 100 yards consistently every game, you got a line. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that's the key. It's not how well you're running. It's how well they're blocking. Yeah, the, the, there were a lot of plays. Even when he was getting hit before he got the ball. I know people saying, <laughs> right. well, yeah. the last long touchdown run, well, a blind squirrel will get another every now and then too, right? <laughs> you know, so, I mean, it's just one of those things. Damn, a blind squirrel. A blind squirrel, you know. All you got to do is feel, feel his way. He's going to find something, right? You know, but it's running back. Running back is one of those positions where you truly need the offensive line to be to – be Period. Yeah. yeah, speaking of that O-line and going back to Heinrich, we saw him take quite a few shots as well. We uh-huh. know he's a little bit banged up. Matt Rule alluded to that. Not that he's injured, but that, you know, he has some bumps and bruises. It's late in the season. It's getting late in the season. You're right. going to have him. How much more careful do you need to be if you're Heinrich? Can't be careful. You can't be careful. You're a football player. Yeah. You can't be careful. You're no careful. I always tell people. That's why you got to back up. And I always tell people, quarterbacks get hurt. Ooh. I say quarterbacks <laughs> and football players get hurt. When, they, when they're playing careful. Yeah. Football is not a careful sport. It's, it's a rough, rugged, head-on collision sport. So, so Frank Soldier's always say, if you're delivering the blow, there's less chance you're going to get hurt than when you're taking the blow. That's, you're, you that's have, a fair you, point. You have more opportunity to get hurt when you're playing careful than you do when you're playing all right. out. Okay. Yeah. So he, he shouldn't change his game. I mean, no. injuries happen. Getting hurt is part of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, you get you get a free hit, you get hit in the thigh. I mean, that's part of the game, but you but you don't change your game up because you're afraid of getting hurt. I feel like we saw him be a little bit more tentative on his QB runs, kind of like sliding a little bit more and backing was, off a little bit. He was cold. It was cold out there. That's the reason why it was just too <laughs> was cold. cold. He didn't want to get hit. He was cold. Oh, you, you, would you want to get it's hit? A when big it's, difference. No, it's, not when it's, it's a big degrees. difference. It's a big difference getting hit when it's cold and getting oh, hit when it's hot. Man. And then also the ball is slipped a uh, more yeah. slick. So you, you I, I get why he. I mean, even the running backs weren't running the same. They weren't. Mm. It's part of the game too, where you have to adjust to the, the elements of the game. Right. 
Well, guys, if you haven't seen it yet, we were talking about this pre-show, but Matt Rule delivered a phenomenal pre-game speech before this last game and also brought up breast cancer awareness, too, and how his mm -hmm. uh, wife's mother was affected and his own mother was affected as well and just had a really incredible message for the team. So definitely check it out if you haven't seen it. But I want to ask you guys, mm. who was delivering those pre-game speeches? Because we don't really – I don't know. Do we have video of those? Yeah. What were they like? Um, so the, the, the team, it was always the team captains with us. Mm -hmm. You know, Coach Osborne, <laughs> he, we saw he, his motivation is not really – I was upset. That's why I was, had yeah. me thinking. I'm like, was T.O. the one giving those nope, speeches? No, nope, no. Nope. It was always our team captains. And there's videos when you go back and look at the VHS for the – for the, um, What's the, VHS? The, um, video cassette. Yeah, yeah, yeah some VHS. Yeah, you know what it is. Hey. Yeah, you, put, you gotta put it in VCR. Oh, are we? Yeah, you, we old. Well, you still got I'm the real kidding. one. Yeah, baby, filter it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know, Aaron Graham, Tony Veland, mm -hmm. Mark Gilman, um, Jason um, Peters, Christian Peters. They all every game, one of them gave like motivational speech. So I mean, you know, Coach Coach Osborne did it, but we had we uh, the players led the team, so he let the players lead that way. And maybe once they find a true leader, a guy who can step up and be that person, maybe he'll be the one giving the, the pregame mm -hmm. speech. Yeah, we had the same thing pretty much. You know, our captains yeah. uh, pretty much uh, gave speeches. We had special players. Uh, there were different people that were winning uh, awards for, for different things that, that might step up. There were injured players like um, – uh, uh, we had a guy in a wheelchair that, that, that used to play wing back. Uh, he gave uh, uh, speeches. We did things for him. Uh, he still came to the practices, right. but he didn't, he didn't play or whatever. So it really depends on, on the time of who's really going to be more effective and, and that's that's what, in, in that position. And, and, and we always thought of that. We, we saw ourselves as a player-led team. The coach was just there to make sure we didn't get out of control. Mm -hmm. And they made the room when they, a, a tough decision needed to be made was made. But usually, but usually when we, the players, our unit council and the players made a decision, the coaches went with it because it's what the team wanted to do. Now, when it came to discipline, you know, they might have been a little bit, been a little bit tougher on the decision that we made on certain players. But when it came down to the unity council, when we basically said, hey, this is what should happen, they, they usually went with it. So we're more of a player-led team than the coaches. And those are the type of teams you want. Yeah. Because now the coaches can focus on all the other stuff. Instead of have to worry about, okay, this player missing class. So what are we going to do with him? Or this player not going – you know, we handled that. The coaches right. handled that. We handled that. Well, that probably came down from starting from Devaney on up to Osborne. I would love to hear a Johnny Rogers pregame speech. Did oh, you ever, I gave them. Oh, you yeah. gave them? Oh, yeah. For sure. How many rhymes were mm. in them? A lot of rhyming? Too many. Yeah, we got to get in there, make your <laughs> knees squeeze and your liver quiver, put more blood in your stride and more dip in their hip. Everybody say, damn, Husker Paul. Let's go out and kick that ass. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm expecting that locker room sounded like back then. Wow. Um, guys, questions from the crowd. Let's, let's, go, let's go there. We, we know All we right. got one in there. We, we, he's stubbing his face with chicken over there. We know we got one. <laughs> We know we have one. Any question? Answer any question you want. I'm thinking. Don't be thinking, shy now. Back there, we got Ethan. Johnny's pregame speech would be anybody playing with tight booties in here. <laughs> <laughs> let, let it go. go. Let, let it go. Grease them up. Let it, let, it, let it loose, huh? Grease them up. So when we walked into this season, we were thinking, okay, Matt Rule, when he was at Temple at Baylor, he had a a tough first year. Right. You think about the words that come along with football. It's like toughness, perseverance, I don't know, aggression. What about Matt Rule's ability to adapt to the injury to Jeff Sims? Because I can tell you right now that the offense they were going to run with Sims versus Harburg. It's the same offense. 
pretty sure. I'm you pretty think sure. Sims is going to run? It's the same offense. Yes. Yeah. That's why they brought Sims to the yeah. run. It's the same offense. I don't. I th- I just feel like there's a different level of trust now that Harburg's in there because he's shown what, it. What you what you have to look at? So when Jeff Sims came here, he had played in a lot of top Division One Power Five games. So he had experience in in playing versus the Florida States and playing against the North Carolinas, playing his top team. So he had the experience of actually being out there playing in big. So that's why you probably thought it would give him more, which he probably should have had more. But but if you go back and look at it from now to again, it's the same exact offense. The only difference is that. Harbaugh is probably running more than than you thought it was because coming out of Carney, he was he, he was a thrower, you know. So so once again, it's adapting to what he can handle. But it's just, to me, I see it's the same exact offense. We got one back there now. Yeah. All right, let's go. Oh, of course, he's gonna wait till somebody else get one off. Right. <laughs> I think I had to think. So it's a little early to kind of jump into this, but for next year with USC, Oregon, Washington mm. coming in, what steps do you think Matt Rule has to take to compete in that league? I th- well, he's, all he got to do is continue getting better. He, you can't worry about other teams. You got to focus on what you need on your team and, and your team get better because, as, as you see, it's all about matchups. You know, you, everybody worry about USC, but look, they're not playing the greatest right now. You know, so, so that's those type of things you got to look. Washington's probably the best team in the conference right now out in the Pac-10, so you got to worry about Washington more so than USC right now. So I just think that you can't worry about what the other teams. You got what are we doing to get better from here? Because you can't control what other teams are doing. All you can do is control your own house. Well, I think we need to make sure that we – every thought about recruiting, in my mind, going out and trying to identify, feeling your needs – and being able to get that and use that portal uh, where the portal is necessary, too, because there's a lot of different advantages that you got to take advantage of here right now. And what you don't have, you got to go get. <laughs> but you have, to have, you have to be serious about the recruiting all around the country uh, in places where we're not getting players we got to go. We got to go recruit. And it helps us that we're winning. It's helped us that we are Got a lot of new players and young players, so young players feel hell. I can go there and I can play. And, and who's to say that those teams coming in going to be as good as they are this year? You know, every every team is different, and so you know, I look at Georgia. You know, they're undefeated, but does, does Georgia look any better than they did this year? Than the last two years? No, <laughs> no. So, but they're still winning. But it's a total. They're winning in a different way. You know, so I so I just think Nebraska needs to focus on their house and and, and get to make their team better. So they when they face those teams, they can compete against them. Oh, we got another one. You, he, got the mic, he, he has the mic. No, he got the microphone. <laughs> oh, Colin, oh. you had one. Okay. And uh, Johnny, Tommy, hi. Hi, guys. How you doing, bud? How you doing? Thanks for coming. Of course, yeah. Thanks for thanks for putting on the show. Um, so I had a question. So what, what if any, uh, players on the the Nebraska team do you see that are young, haven't got many chances, but will believe to be a great talent and help Nebraska? For later on in the, in the in the year. Well, I don't do, I don't, don't don't know too many of the young players, yeah, but, yeah. But, but the ones that they are playing now <laughs> that we didn't know about. I mean, yeah, you know, the, those the ones teams out with yeah, all the injuries. Yeah, so. So, so it's always about the next man stepping up, and so they're young. So if they're out on the field, that means the coach is looking for them to step up and be productive too. You know, so whoever whoever's out there need to be productive. Yeah, everybody. It doesn't make it where you're freshman, sophomore, senior, whatever the case might be. You got to be able to get in there and make a contribution. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the freshmen, I think that the things that really make it good, then when young players get in, it encourages the other young players to be anxious to get in. You know, you can't be fearful to come in because if he can do it, you can do it too. 
I would say Jalen Lloyd and Malachi Coleman. I mean, if you're looking at young guys that need to step up, we need playmakers. He lost Trey Palmer from last year, so who's going to catch the balls, right? Who's going to catch the long passes? It's going to have to be your playmakers on the, right. on the outside. So I'd say those those two guys. And I'm excited because they're, they're, like, big and athletic, too. They're, yeah, they're not, like, small yeah. freshmen right now. And they're learning. They're getting better. That's the key. They're getting yeah. better. Everybody's getting better. And that's, and that's what you want to see, improvement. <clears throat> As the season goes along, you, you want to see them improve. And when, when you improve, then you start winning more games because everybody's improving. Mm-hmm. And for the other question about the new conference, basically the new conference, uh, I would say offensive line would be the answer there. you oh, got to have the, a good offensive well, that's, line. Well, that's in any conference. I don't care. That you could, you, but you, in that conference specifically in the Big Ten next year, I think, yeah. I think O-line will be, will that's be in the biggest the, That's in any conference. You go, to, you go to the SEC, you know, Alabama was, was, was not playing very well until mm-hmm. what the offensive line started. Put better. the foot down. Put the foot down. So mm-hmm. I don't care where you are. If you got a good offensive line, you're gonna get offensive defensive line. You're gonna give yourself a chance to win. True. All right. Any more burning questions from the crowd? What's that? I got one for Johnny. Oh, you okay. got one for Johnny. Okay. As he talks with his mouth full. <laughs> Hold on now. <laughs> it's down. Tommy's feisty today, guys. Johnny's favorite word. I've heard him say it every single week. Has been portal. Portal. Let's go into the portal. Right. We see all these young guys that are now getting that opportunity and competing. Say we do bring guys in that can produce, but what does that say for these young guys that, okay, now competition's actually back. Like, I showed myself last year, but maybe we got a senior that's going to – or a junior that's going to transfer in. He's going to play his senior year here. What does competition do for young guys versus somebody that you're going to grab in the portal? Well, I can take myself as an example. If I'm 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 freshman coming up on the size of a, soph- a sophomore, and they bring a senior in, and I'm kicking his ass. I mean, I don't care if we, who he is. So worried if you if you believe that you have the talent, then you're not worried about who they bring in. That's good backup for you because you don't think all of a sudden he could maybe going to knock you out unless you're not going to be treated fairly. And, and, my, and my, my whole goal on the portal that. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the portal because there's a reason why people leaving one school going to the next school. But I think that there's a place for it to where I don't think this team is going to – I don't think Matt Rule and his staff just going to go in and get three guys for wide receiver out of the portal, four guys. So I, mean, I think they're going to go to the portal and get guys where they know they need help right now because the younger guys haven't, haven't been uh, – aren't coming along as fast as they are. You know, so but the portal helps in that way. But I'm a firm believer there's a reason why kids go to junior college and there's a reason why kids go, are in the portal. And so, so two, and two of those aren't very good, good reasons. You know, so me, you go in the portal to get what you know that you, you really need help with right now. And if you got young guys like receivers, you, don't, you might need to go get a bigger, another big receiver out of the portal. But, but I think you got some young guys there that, that, that are showing. Running back, you got guys there. You got a young list there. Quarterback, I think you're pretty set at the quarterback position in the portal. You know, now defense alignment, you can always get more defense alignment. Defense line linebackers all get more of them. So I think you go in the portal and get players that you see that you need immediate help right now. Well, I remember when we didn't have the portal when I came up. We had no. junior college uh, transfers. Right, junior college transfer. We came up, and when I was a freshman, uh, came up to a sophomore, they brought in a couple junior college mm-hmm. transfers uh, that really made a difference on our offense, and they brought right, a couple right. in that really made a difference on defense. I mean, and that was the difference between winning the Big uh, 8 championship and winning the national championship. 
They filled those holes. And it's basically the same thing. The portal was junior college mm-hmm. transfers or they're coming in from someplace, but it's, it's no different in my mind. And that's it's re- basically the same thing. Just call it something. In my recruiting class, we signed 26 <laughs> guys in my recruiting class, and four of them were junior college players. You know, so and then most of them was on the defense side of the ball. So, I mean, you, there, there's a place for them, but you just can't go out there and live and die in the portal because look what's happening in Colorado. I mean, he, he, he did all. He said he wanted to get rid of all the so, linemen. Yeah, and I mean, he's a winner, but he 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 brought all the old linemen in there. Now he wants to get rid of them because of the portal. So the, the, you can you can put your dab in the portal all you want to. You better make sure you get the right ones. Well, you gotta get the right ones, but they have won three more games than they won before. So it has helped. So, well, well, so now they gotta go in there and they gotta get get some more. But, well, Nebraska won the same amount of games, but you got to feel the it now. Last year, I mean, the two years ago. I mean, it's, it, it, you don't most, have most a, work. You don't have a choice when you when you have a weakness. You gotta feel it now. So if that's what it takes to go in the portal to fill it now to get to, otherwise your team is not going to be encouraged. Mm-hmm. Say you got running backs and, and and you don't have good offensive line and you can't run. How is the offensive back on the, the the running back on the field encouraged if you can't got the same guys up there that couldn't block next year they had last year? And, that, and that's when you go in the portal <laughs> to get guys to fill in those areas. But you right. don't. But you don't need to do an overhaul. Just go and get guys at the portal because they're this right here when you got young guys here. No, that, you that, got to fill your you gaps. You got to fill your gaps in the portal. Yeah. I can't believe you brought up the portal word. Johnny's second like favorite it. word is now. now. Just so you know. I was going right to say now. that, too. Now. Right. All right, guys. Well, to round off the show, we got about 15 minutes left. I always come up with a new creative segment always. that these guys love. Mm-hmm. This one is called Tackling the Holidays because it's November now, so it's, uh, it's the holiday season. My first question. We shouldn't be having Christmas music playing right now. Let's get past Thanksgiving. That was one of my questions. <laughs> when can you play Christmas music? After Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving. Celebrate. Yeah. You got to celebrate the holiday that's coming up before you start worrying about the next holiday. Now, I have a question, too, though. I wanted to ask before I forget. You okay. Know, I keep forgetting. Uh, you know, they do those the press conferences where they, 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 they ask the questions and mm-hmm. uh, to rule and all the guys. Why don't anybody have a mic? How come the, the guys in the audience don't have mic? Like oh. we pass the mic around here, they don't pass. They don't have a mic. Well, they have a mic at the podium, and then all the reporters put their. Uh, we got mics here, but they don't have a mic. On the stand. We got a mic out we're, there. We're more advanced than them. Well, I guess so. If you really want to know, it, it's called. Uh, they have a box, and you, yeah, yeah. you plug in your microphone to it, so you don't see any of them because they don't want a bunch of microphones right, in the, right, in the right, way. Right. But that you can't hear them. <laughs> Which what? ones are you listening who to? You, who you want to hear? You want to closer hear? No, hear more, more. They don't have the mics at those press conferences. They don't have a mic in the audience what? where people are asking questions. I can hear them. Can you guys hear them? I don't pay attention to them most of the time. So no. <laughs> kind yeah. of? Okay, maybe they, you see maybe they need to get better mics. I don't know. <laughs> most they time, don't have a mic. Most of the time, they, they, just, he, uh, they just show what he's answering the question. They just I, I, shout yeah. out from wherever they're at. Oh, you're saying the reporters don't have microphones? Yeah. Oh, they don't pass. Yeah, no, they don't waste time and pass a microphone. You just got to yell the question. Right. Yeah, but the audiences or the people that are listening, they can't hear what they're Agreed. saying. Agreed. It takes a lot of the context now, out. Somebody yeah. should repeat the question at least. I would agree. Yeah. You should go down to Lincoln and you offer want, your services. You want to go off your services doing it, Johnny? <laughs> yeah, that's a little too far. Dude, yeah. They've been doing, this, they've been doing this for ages. It's, it's, yeah. I'm trying to listen to them. I can't hear hey, this not, hey, this is not the White House press conference where they, they pass the mic around. <laughs> so we pass the mic? We do. We like do I, pass the mic. Like, like I say, because we're, we're, we're more advanced than them. Mm. Well, those are reporters, you know? And we let... We wait until they start their chewing food before and we let We're depending on their information. <laughs> yeah, and we're serving drinks and food. I don't think they do that at, at Memorial, but last time I checked. All right, uh, do you hang up your own Christmas lights? Do I hang up my own Christmas? Well, I used to, but not anymore because I have this big old tree in front of my, my in front of my front yard. So hanging up lights is on for what? 
No, but I, I used to. Okay, you used to be that guy. I used to be that guy. Get on a ladder and go. Yeah, I used to be that guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want you on a ladder, Johnny, ever. <laughs> yeah, well, I know how to tuck and roll. <laughs> I fall up tucking and rolling. <laughs> um, what is the best Thanksgiving food since that is the proper next holiday? Turkey. Turkey, okay. No, I'm a ham. Turkey. I'm a ham guy. A ham guy. Yeah. Ham, mashed potatoes, and gravy. We always have and ham stuffing. and turkey, more yeah. likely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Greens. You have greens. Okay. Yeah. Chit- greens. You yeah, chitlins. chitlins. You have chitlins. No. Hog guts. Mm-mm. <laughs> my family. Well, my next question is, what's the worst one? And I would put that there. Well, that's Cran- depending on who you talk to. Cranberry. Cranberry sauce. Yes. Unnecessary. Very unnecessary. Now, before, when I was young, my favorite food was chitlins. And then when I grew up, I, I found out what they were. <laughs> I had to stop eating What are they? Hog guts. The, those are the hog guts? Pig intestines. Yeah. Pig intestines. Yeah. And then green bean casserole. <laughs> Don't ever bring green bean casserole to my house. Mm. We're taking notes now. No. Okay, so Christmas music. What is your favorite song, Christmas music song, that you play after Thanksgiving? Rudolph the Red No Reindeer. No, I played um, <laughs> I played I played a long extended version of Silent Nights by the, um, who was it? The, the, um, the, the Temptations. Uh, OJ. OJ with a long extended version of Silent Nights. Okay. Yeah. What is the best Christmas gift you ever got as a kid? Oh. Ooh. Oh wow. Well, growing up in Florida, we always got bikes because we were able to ride bicycles. Well, I would have to say a bike too. Yeah, we were able to ride them every real around down there. Yeah, so bikes. that's the biggest thing you can get pretty much at that age. You know, come up here. Come up here. What do you get, kids? Snowboards up here now, and <laughs> skis and stuff like for Christmas. Oh yeah, we get sleds. Yeah, okay, sleds. sleds yeah. yeah, good sled. We no, but bikes and remote control cars. Yeah, so, yeah. Because we were we were able to go outside and do stuff. Mm-hmm. I remember later on, I got a pair of skis. That was pretty. Ooh. Yeah, that was that was all right. So I ran off the mountain off the. Off the hill. How old were you when you found out? 73. Well, no. <laughs> I think, you know, when Actually, I first started I don't skiing. know if there's any kids in the audience. I don't want to <laughs> give away Christmas. I remember when I first started skiing, I, I said, I used to tell people that I could ski. I've been skiing for 50 years. 50 years. 50 years? That's and a, you're a pickleball champion. That's what I told them. That's what I told them. So when I first got on, I was in Colorado. I went to the very top of the hill. You heard me say that's what he told them. <laughs> yeah, that's what I told them. I've been skiing thought, for 50, wait, 20 years, 50 years? I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I, I fell down must have yeah. been 150 times on my way down. When I finally reached the bottom, then I got up and I got on the deal and I Went back up on the on the deal that you that the, carried you the, the up. Gondola, the gondola, the gondola, yeah. Yeah, yeah, gondola, and I've been skiing ever since. So you just threw yourself into the fire one time and worked out. Well, like I said, it was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> I had I, I, I thought I was going to kill myself, but after I went through every kind of kind of fall you could go through, I went back up the second time and I've been skiing ever since. I would pay a lot of money to see that footage. Oh, it would be horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> I ran every tree. Are you a skier, yeah. snowboarder? Yes, there's two things you will never see me on. Three things: snowboard, skis, or ice skates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's pretty fair. Oh, I love to ski. Yeah. Do you still ski though? Oh yeah. At Mount Crescent, where do you go? Colorado. Okay, so you, you go all, wow, it's yeah. impressive. You have a lot of hobbies, I'm finding out. Well, Pickleball, I can do a lot of skiing. things. Yeah. Well, he's retired now, so he has a... Oh, it's been a long time, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I can do them. Yeah, that's it. All right, well, if you're looking for a gift for your grandchildren, your children, anybody, the Omaha Supernovas are the new professional volleyball team in Nebraska, so they're the first one that's ever happened in the United States. 
You guys have you guys heard of it yet? I've heard of it. I've yeah. Heard of it. So the Omaha Supernovas are gonna play at CHI Health Center, no. and their first game is January twenty fourth. Is, is that I think Diane Minahall is like yep, the president. She's the president. Yep. So she worked in Lincoln with Cook her. Forever. Okay. Yeah. So she's the president, and mm-hmm. of course. Uh, Gina Mancusa Prososki, one of Nebraska's finest, coming back to be yep, on part yep. of that team too. So really exciting stuff. They play at CHI Health Center. You guys can get tickets today. So season tickets are on sale. And prices too. $150 can get you into all 12 games. Pretty impressive stuff. Mm. So not the priciest ticket, but still really high-quality volleyball. Right, right, right. I think they're going to sell out their first match. And if they do... I think that's just kind of another testament to women's sports. But I want to ask you guys, too, just from the volleyball perspective, you see Nebraska at number one and seeing them carry that excellence. I know mm-hmm. this is a football show, but can we talk about the volleyball team, too, a little bit and what you guys have just seen from that program? Yeah, I'm impressed that they're young, they're a young team, and, and they seem like they're just out there having fun. Mm-hmm. You know, the young team, there are a lot of them were one top-rated players coming out of high school, and you, never, you don't expect for them to play this well this early. But they, but they seem like they gel together. They're out there just having fun, and that's what you want to see a team out there having fun. Mm-hmm. And that's why good things are happening for them. Well, Nebraska seems just to be into volleyball. I think I went to a press conference here a few months ago where we have a, one of the first professional volleyball teams that are coming here, and they're playing that's, at the that's CHI. That's what you just talked about, Johnny. That's what you're talking about? Yeah, the Supernovas. Oh, okay. The Omaha Supernovas. Oh, I went to their, I went to their press conference. Yeah, yeah. Johnny, are you with us? Yeah, I didn't know who they were. I mean, that was too good. I, I thought it was a, that was not scripted. We just talked about yeah. that. Oh, the pro team. Yeah, the Supernovas. Oh, okay. Did you know Nebraska volleyball is number one in the nation? Yes, our volleyball, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just messing with you now. But I also think it's good for the for the for the, the, the all the volleyball leagues and the young girls around yeah. here that they, they they have something to look at. Once they don't can't go to Lincoln and watch, right? They have something now to go and watch and, and say, oh, yeah. there's a professional league out for me now. I don't have to worry about World Cup or going overseas. I can play here now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so many women had to go overseas or just ended up closing out their careers because right. they didn't want to go play in Japan or right. Germany or wherever. They want to play in the U.S., and now they have the chance to. So, yeah, guys, January 24th, really cool stuff. Um, Omaha Supernovas will start their season at CHI Health Center. Wrapping up the show, keys for the game against Michigan State. Tommy, you go first. Don't turn the ball over. Well, I can't that's say it. no more. That's what, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Don't, that's what I'm saying. If they don't turn the ball over, they'll, they'll win the game. I, mean, I can't say no more. I mean, what is it? Don't make mistakes. Don't beat yeah. yourself. Let's go out and beat somebody, but not yourself. Well, guys, Saturday, 11 a.m., we'll surely find out. Thanks so much for joining okay. the show, and yeah, thank we'll, you. we'll talk to you on Monday. Okay. Well, I like to say now, if oh. we get – Ten people at the audience. We, everybody should bring a friend. Every time we bring 10, 12 people into the audience, we're going to give away a, 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 a drawing for an for a autographed football. Yes. Ooh, okay. Right. So a little uh, or a poster little or something, there. something. Yeah, we'll have some type of memorabilia that you can get each week that you come to the, uh, to the uh, podcast. All right. I love it. Okay. We'll hold you to it. See you guys next time. All right. Thank you. A Heard at Sports Network production. Heard at Sports Radio. Every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. On Thursday's show, we'll have staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman. We'll talk the odds with our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. Catch it up with senior writer for Huskers 24-7, Michael Bruns, and Nebraska women's basketball head coach, Amy Williams. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports. Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning.